This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Chuck, I'd love to see your fat ass try to jump the basketball right now. <laughs> hey, clear. Uh, dive. Dive. J- JT, you can't call me fat on TV. That's bullying. <laughs> I'm going to call HR on you. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. That was Justin Thomas last May, last, uh, May, going after Charles Barkley a little bit. JT, been in a little bit of hot water lately. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. BetQL tells you which side professional bettors are picking, provides real-time line movement, and historical betting results. Get started today at BetQL.com. Also available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Another golf tournament starting tomorrow. want to get into that a little bit. Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker this is BetQL Daily on the bat, 1430 in Denver. The bet, 93.1 HD3 in Los Angeles on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Here's our guy, Kenny Kim, at KendoVT on Twitter, host of the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast. And he also writes for GupsCorner.com. Kenny, uh, all, all into the golf as the season continues to roll. And I know you're not worried about losing Dwayne Haskins to the Steelers, right? Yeah, no, I'm okay with that. I, I heard that last segment about Stafford. That's who I want. I don't know if I give up two first rounders, but I sort of want Stafford on, on the Washington team. Kenny, I, I, I was, dude, don't do that, Kenny. I, I had that written down. That's gonna be my first question. You just jump my question, Kenny. Now, Sorry, Heineke, Heineke. Uh, all right. Well, so, no, in all sincerity, Kenny, there's a lot of guys that might be available, but we know Stafford. We're pretty sure Watson. Then there's other guys, you know, that we think will be available. Jameis Winston, that crew, maybe Garoppolo, maybe Goff. Give us like your like your your pecking order of your top three or four. I mean, Watson's going to be number one, but he's probably going to be too expensive. Uh, I mean, two first rounders for Stafford seems like a lot too. Uh, you know, he is 33, 32, whatever. I, I get your point about him having a pretty cheap contract, only two years left, but. You know, I was thinking just 19 and maybe a second rounder or something, third rounder for him, straight up. I mean, I want Rodgers, too. I mean, it sounds like Rodgers didn't want to play for Green Bay anymore <laughs> after what the coach did in that last game. So, I mean, you know, i take anybody right now, really, because, I mean, that's all the team needs. We get a good quarterback back there who can toss the ball around a little bit and not just throw dink and dunk little screens. We'll be okay. See, the Watson conversation is fascinating. Because I, if I have a real opportunity to get Sean Watson, Herschel Walker, three ones, three twos, and some other players, done. I hear people, uh, Ross, out here saying, oh, you, you can't give him the Herschel Walker. Yes, you can. I, I could get a quarterback for a decade. I could be set. I could have 10 spins at the wheel in the playoffs every single year. There's a good chance I'm going to get the Super Bowl. I just have to build around the quarterback. That's done. I'm in. There's not. 
there, there is no too much when it's a top five quarterback. There's no yeah. such thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, he, he's so young. He's like 24, 25. Uh, and, you know, the thing about the Washington team is they got a good base already. I mean, we need some playmakers. Uh, maybe another good wideout out there throwing Allen Robinson with with, uh, with Deshaun <laughs> Watson. I'm good to go. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, man. Uh, Kenny, let's uh, talk about golf a little bit. We've got Farmers Insurance open at Torrey Pines this weekend. So we spoke with uh, bookmaker Jeff Davis. He does a lot of the golf numbers over at Circus Sports out in Las Vegas. And um, we always have this conversation. It comes up from time to time. How much should you look at course history? I know a lot of the golf guys on Twitter, they, they fight about it. Like, yes, it's valuable. It's actually 100% invaluable. You, you don't pay any attention to it. Just look at the stats. I want to find out where you stand because this seems like one of the courses. I'm not saying it's on the Augusta level, but the same guys seem to compete year after year at Torrey Pines. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the trends, I think uh, 10 of the last 12 winners have had a top 10 uh, at this event prior to their win. Um, so you see that in, in these type of courses a bunch. And the thing about it is, you know, this course is so long uh, and tough and hard that it makes sense that, you know, the, the top-tier players keep coming here and playing well every year. Uh, you know, it's a difficult course. The rough is up. Uh, the fairways are narrow. The greens are small. Uh, you know, 7,700, 7,800 yards. Uh, there's not that many golfers that can go out and, you know, average run-of-the-mill drivers of the golf ball and come out here and do it. Now, a lot of them have. It's happened before, but it's usually they just go crazy putting. Uh, so that's usually what ends up happening. But, I mean, it just makes sense that, like, these, these, these bombers, these top-tier bombers that play difficult courses as well tend to do well at this course. So... <clears throat> I, it's interesting, Kenny. We've talked to other golf guys over the years, but nobody spends as much time talking about the course as you do. Like other people will bring up, this guy's playing well, this guy that, this guy that. Do you feel like that's almost your edge, that you understand the courses better than other people? Well, I think it's a really important part when you bet golf to understand the course because, I mean, certain golfers just can't perform – at certain courses, you saw the interview with Kevin Kisner last week, uh, where he says, you know, that he picks his schedule based on courses that he can, he knows he can play, uh, and, he, and he doesn't go out there to win on some courses because he knows he can't. You know, top twenty pays pretty well. Uh, I think that's what those his, his those are his words. Um, so you know, you have to know, uh, you know, what type of golfers play well at what type of courses. You know, like uh, uh, some examples of some 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 dogs that you might not even hear of, like. Ryan Armour plays really well on short courses, uh, you know, and, you know, you can get him at some short coastal track, usually 250 to one, 300 to one. You might be able to get him at a 15 to one for a top 20 or something like that. And, and then, of course, you got the Bombers, uh, you know, on shorter courses, the Bombers are sort of neutralized. You know, then, then it brings everybody else into the fold uh, because there's a lot of courses out there like Pete Dye courses where you don't bring out the big stick that often. So that's sort of, pushes everyone together and brings more people into the fold to look at when you're making your bets. This is BetQL Daily on the bet. Our guest, Kenny Kim, host of the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast. Let's talk about outright winners this week. Kenny, uh, which guys do you have a, a bet on? Give, give us a number and throw some names at us. I got a few. I mean, first off, when you go into betting strategy for this week, you do, you do have to remember that there's going to be two courses being played. Uh, they play the North course and the South course, a tour in the North course is a lot easier. And uh, 
my buddy Adon Seven X on Twitter uh, made a really good point that you might want to wait to bet the guys who play the South Course round one. You might want to bet them live uh, because the North Course plays about four strokes easier uh, than the South Course, and so you guys go off on that North Course, shoot eight under. You know, and then the guys go out on the south course, shoot 200, which is a great score uh, at Torrey Pines South. You know, the, the bookmakers might not catch that, and their odds sort of drop a little bit, and then you can pounce on them. Uh, uh, that's something that I'm going to be doing this week, so a lot of live betting. But first off, overall, um, I sort of like Hideki this week up top. Uh, I know he hasn't won in a long time, and his thing is always about putting. Uh, if, if, if you look at his um, – if you look at his um, – putting record here on pole he's always he's better on pole and he's actually pretty good here uh in his 17 rounds played he's gained about a half stroke on the field putting uh average wise uh you know gaining a half stroke for, for decky is incredible uh you know and he was first in strokes gained tita green when he was at sony so i like him at 24 to 1 i like matthew wolf at 33 to 1 uh this kid this young kid's gonna be really really good his iron game has improved tremendously uh, you know, the funny thing about this course is the driver is important, uh, but really it's still a second shot course. Uh, you saw last year with Mark Leishman, who didn't hit, it was, you know, DFL uh, when it came to uh, fairways hit, the driving accuracy. He was last, uh, almost, you know, and he, and he ended up winning, and a lot of it had to do with putting. Uh, but, you know, it's also the second shot type course, good long iron play. Matt Wolf fits that bill at 32 to 1. Um, I like Gary Woodland. 65 to one. He had an interview this past week saying this is the first last week of the first time. And as long as you can remember where he didn't have pain when he was playing, uh, he went through some injury troubles at late last year. His game sort of went downhill, but he's looking a lot better. 65 to one seems like a good number for a former U S open champion. Uh, like Cam Smith at 70 to one, uh, this guy, that number just seems really big for a guy who came second at the masters. Also, you got to think, you know, his game is really good. Aussies have fared well here. They're used to the rough, the Kikuyu rough, the spongy type of rough. Uh, they get to play that a lot in Australia, New Zealand, and Asia. Um, and so, you know, and, and, and Aussies have done pretty well here. I think like, there's been like 18 Aussie top 20s in the last decade uh, here, and there's not too many to play this course. So um, uh, those are some of the outrights that I like, and I like some, some fire top 20, top 40 bets as well. Kenny, I, I want you to make sure you hit this home for people like me that aren't aren't big golf betters about the North Course and the South Course. How do they even it out? You play one one day and the other the next. Yes, sir. That's exactly what they do. So half the field will play the North Course on Thursday. Half the field will you know play the South Course, and then they switch it the next day. And so what about on the weekend? What about on the weekend? Just the South. Okay. And the South is the monstrous course. That's the one they're going to play the U.S. Open at later this year. So it's three rounds total at the South if you make it, one round at the North. But the North is a lot, lot easier. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, it's funny, Kenny, you just mentioned Wolf there. You said Hideki, Wolf, Cam, Cam Smith. Was, was there another name I mentioned? I, I was considering Wolf, too, because 
I mentioned the course history, and, and you see that from a lot of the winners. But I also was thinking about 2017 when Rom won as a first-time golfer. I think he was 40 to one that year, but he just had the pedigree. You knew he was going to be great, and now we're here at this stage in his career where he's viewed as a great golfer. Is that what you're thinking about Wolf? Like in a couple years, he's going to be considered a top 10 guy. I mean, it's pretty incredible what he's done at the majors. He seems like another major killer out there. The guy has a lot of talent. He's up there with Hovland. He's up there with Morikawa. Uh, I think those three are going to run the PGA Tour here for a little bit of time. Uh, he, you know, he, he's fun to watch. He has that funky, Furek-esque type swing, uh, which is always fun to watch. And he hits it a mile. Uh, you know, and he actually did play here last year. Uh, he finished the 21st, which is a solid finish for a first-timer. And his game wasn't even close to what it is now. Um, if you look over the past hundred rounds played in this field, you know, he's maybe top 30, top 40 when it comes to his iron games in the last 50 rounds, he's first in this field when it comes to strokes gain approach. So you can tell he's, that, that improvement right there is the biggest thing because a lot of golfers can hit it far. It, it's going to be how you hit your irons. And, you know, a lot of time it comes down to putting, but putting is so variant. You can't really tell what's going to go happen from one week to the other. Uh, that's just a crapshoot. So far, Kenny. Uh, oh, sorry, man. Um, what what have you learned from betting the PGA Tour so far, just in general this year, Kenny? Uh, that I'm really good at picking runner-ups. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I had Neiman the first two days. Finished the first two tournaments. Had second. Uh, he finished runner-up. I caught Cantley live last week on Saturday night at twenty-seven to one. Uh, so that was. A little bit hurtful, but my, you know, my Korean brethren took it down, so I couldn't be that angry about it. Um, but yeah, you know, shooting 11 under and losing, shooting 20 under or something, 18 under on the weekend and losing, uh, that one hurt a little bit because I put a pretty big penny on that because I saw that number live Saturday night and I just pounced on it. Uh, with Kenny uh -huh. Kim here. Uh, Kenny, you teased us a moment ago. You said you have some fire top 20, top 40 bets. What are they? So I'm thinking Luke List. Top 40 bet at plus 220. Uh, the guy tends to play hard courses very well. Uh, he has 10 top 10s in the last three years. Seven of them will come at Memorial, Beth Page Black, uh, Bay Hill, uh, Harbor Town, Quail Hollow, and PJ National, where they do the Honda. Those are all extremely difficult courses. And seven of those uh, top 10s have come on courses where the winning score is 15 under or, or, or worse. Uh, which is probably what we'll expect here. It depends on the wind. Uh, you know, if, if it's no wind at all, they, these guys can get up to the high teens and 20s. You saw Rose do it a couple of years ago, shot minus 21. Uh, but, you know, difficult courses are his forte. Um, he looked decent uh, last week. Uh, last three years, he's finished inside the top 40. Uh, so I'm liking Luke List top 40 bet at plus 220. Love it, Kenny. I love it. Any value in betting the Masters outrights right now? Uh, I got Leishman already at 101. It looks like he's coming back a little bit. Uh, I think he's had three top 10s in his career, three top 11s in his career. At Augusta, 101 seems like a good number. Uh, so I, that, that's the only uh, Masters future I put in. I also bet Neiman, I think, uh, 80 to 1 for the Open Championship, the British Open. Uh, he has that low ball flight, uh, top notch player. You can pierce through the wind uh so i have that one as well and i have woodland at a kiwa uh the pga championship um that's i think he's at 70 to one right now coastal course um i think his game is coming back and you'll see that number drop 
uh, here soon if he keeps playing well. Nice. Some big numbers there. Uh, for matchups for tomorrow, anyone really stand out as, as a favorite of yours? I mean, the one thing I did see was uh, Finau plus 105 against Xander. That's a tournament yeah. matchup. Yeah. I, I got it written, written down, Kenny Kim. I was going to ask you yeah. about Finau against X. Yeah, I was thinking about it, but then I, I, I didn't pull the trigger. Just because, you know, Xander's been so bad at this event, but he's a San Diego kid. This is his hometown. Um, right. The issue he says that he has had is, you know, getting tickets, visiting people, all his friends, you know, seeing everybody, probably partying at night with his boys. Uh, that's gone this year mm. because of COVID. Uh, he did an interview sure. this, uh, yesterday talking about how, you know, maybe that will help him uh, this week because he wants to do well at this tournament. It is his home event. Uh, but without the fans, without the friends, without the partying. Kenny, yeah, yeah, golfer. got a shot. Kenny Kim, host of the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast. Good stuff from him. 